world, I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Coach Schneider. And you're listening to the 135th Church Mag Podcast. And this is one of those situations where things became very blatant and the biases became very obvious. As Christian male geeks, we really need to stand up and say, you know what? Stop it. It is important that we, we keep an open mind and, and understand that people have a lot of different areas that they enjoy doing. And that's okay. This week's podcast is brought to you by Church Mag Press. Church Mag Press has all kinds of awesome resources for church tech, ebooks, stock photos, and more. Check it out, churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. And while you're there, be sure to download the free whychristmas.com nativity pack as well as the free Carols by Candlelight Service booklet. All right there, churchmag.press. This week on the podcast, Church Mag staff writer Megan Howard joins in as we talk about women in tech. If you'd like to join the conversation or ask us a question, use the CMAGCast hashtag, email us directly at podcast at churchmag, or submit it by visiting churchmag forward slash riddle me this, and we'll be sure to respond on an upcoming episode. Now, let the fun begin. Crap, you know what? We, we, we oh, see, I made that mistake. We're already podcasting. I know, I made that mistake. You know, I don't do that very often. Sometimes I stop us and then I'm like, wait, let's just begin the podcast. And I should have done that because that was getting really good. Because I'm like, in my brain, I have like all these points that I can make off of that. Okay, why don't we lead with that? I don't know that I can recreate what I just said. <laughs> I don't expect you to, Megan. <laughs> okay, that's because good. that's my, that's my mistake. I own that. Whenever that happens. All right, here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Jeremy Smith, along with Church Mag staff writer, Megan Howard. Megan, welcome to the Church Mag Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Where, where's I forgot where Phil is. I, I forget. He's doing something important, clearly. Otherwise, he'd be on the podcast. Um, and so we thought, eh, instead of just me and Jeremy doing it, which usually... Usually when it's just two of us, I don't know, just it, it's missing something, which is usually a third person. And so we thought we'd bring Megan on. Um, now, I hate having, especially when we have a church mag staff writer who is a woman on the podcast. I hate for the first podcast that they're on that we talk about this subject because it just feels like, oh, you're a woman the first time that you're on the podcast. Let's talk about women in tech because that's not why Megan is a church mag staff writer. She's a church mag staff writer is because she's very talented and knowledgeable with things like Facebook, social media, and all the cool stuff that she writes about on church mag. Okay. That's her specialty. Her specialty isn't being a woman. Okay. That's like sexist to think that. In fact, before we started the podcast, I said, are you passionate about this subject? Because I didn't want to assume that she was. Okay. And uh, so anyway, I, here I am doing all this prep and preface to a t- t- subject that we haven't even pitched yet, Jeremy. This is dismal. This is what happens when I miss a podcast. Too many weeks in a row, Jeremy. Please help me. Good grief. <laughs> You're all amped up. You're all amped up. All right. So there's a recent article in the Wall Street Journal. It was an op-ed piece where one of the venture capitalists, a very profound uh, company the, as a whole, and he was just one of the people that helped run the, the venture capital stuff, was trying to help women figure out how they can get funded because that's his whole job that's his mentality is is how do you people get how do people get funded for their ideas and he took a a couple steps further and talking about how to get hired as well as how to get promoted in the tech field and basically everything that he has boils down to the fact that you need to eliminate your gender so if you have linkedin you should use a gender neutral or a male name. If you are writing to people, you should always use just your initials. Get rid of all photos of any women in your company total. 
I mean, not even just yourself, but if you have pictures of women in your company total that you need to remove it and to keep bear in mind, he is trying to help women because he wants to see them flourish. But his response to it, as he then apologized later is he was trying to figure out how to have women endure in the system as opposed to actually trying to fix the system itself. But there's this inherent bias still, and we've talked about this before with church tech or with technology and women, is that women are discriminated against. And this is one of those situations where things became very blatant and the biases became very obvious right away. And again, he's trying to help, but even in that helping, it's like, oh my goodness, wow. I'm so sorry you're I, a woman. Like... For real, uh, that's I mean, that was the comment to, that to was me, made online. The fact that he was trying to help, and and the way he was going about helping, is so um, just really highlights really fundamentally what the problem is. Just like you said, is it's the it's the system that's broken. Now, Megan is not new to ministry and these kind of things. You've been doing this for a long time. Um, what kind of what what have you maybe have or have an experience? Kind of what's your personal take on it? Because I mean, Jeremy and I can kind of go on and on about this, but really fundamentally, we have no idea what it's like. Yeah, um, I think just in in general, at least from where I've been in ministry, um, I, I have received some biases. I, I was I was at a church a while back, and one of the families left because cause I was a woman. Um, and, and I was the lead pastor and I was, I was preaching and, um, they, they, they couldn't handle that. Um, and I said, um, there's lots of things I can change and, and things I can help, but I can't, I can't help the fact that God made me a woman. That's, that's not something that, that, that I can, that I can do. Um, and, you know, so I know there are certain, certain biases and, um, you know, looking across the board, there are certain denominations that, that allow women to, to preach more, more so than, than others. Um, even, even still, um, you know, so there's always that baseline and, you know, to have somebody say, remove basically everything that's makes you who you are, uh, just so you can get a job is, I mean, that, that's not fair. That would be like me saying everything that defines you in order to get you to where you want, you have to remove all that and just, you have to fit the mold. Um, so that, so that you can get hired. And I've never been one to fit them old. I suppose that's maybe why I'm in ministry and doing church tech. Cause you know, Hey, I'm a woman and they're not supposed to do that. Have you experienced any of that specifically in regards to, to church tech at all, or just mostly in, in regards to uh, preaching and, and pastoral duties? That's a hard one to say. Cause I, like, I don't know that I've necessarily been blatantly face to face with it in church tech. Um, Again, I've always kind of worked church tech inside the church system, but I know it's out there. You know, I've seen other people uh, deal with it. Again, I, I try not to. I try not to land on that because it's not. It's not something that that I, I'm willing to. I guess put up the fight for. Um, again, there's just so many other things that need to be discussed other than me getting on a high horse because God made me this way. Um, but I know it's out there. I know it's out there, and especially when you hear comments like you know this this gentleman made of you know, remove, remove all, the, remove all the things that make you a woman just to get a job. I mean, it's, it's still out there. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and, you know, I, I think you uncover a really interesting point, And that is that 
you can't lead the conversation or it's difficult for you to lead the conversation because then you you come across the wrong way. You're not really coming across as yourself. You're coming across as that woman or that person that is very dogmatic or very feminist or whatever buzz term you want to use. Right. And, and this is this yeah. is why several months ago, Jeremy said, you know, and Church Mag... We're, we're not going to bring on any more staff writers until we bring in, bring on uh, another woman staff writer because it is our job as you know as uh, as as a publication as men or however you want to define it as leaders whatever I don't know it we have to take the initiative to make a change in how things are working to cr- create a disturbance to um to to level things out the way they're supposed to be because that burden shouldn't be on you and is it, it's not right to put that burden on yeah, you. Yeah, I think um and I would agree with that. You know, if I if I start something it's, you know, I think I said earlier, uh, again this is my opinion only is I don't speak for all women um <laughs> by by any stretch of the imagination. You know, but I know if I make a comment um, it, it automatically gets misconstrued and put into this category of she's a feminist. She's, you know, an, a women's rights activist. And I have nothing against nothing against that. But if if the male counterparts start speaking up for kind of the women's rights, it just looks different and it has a different feel. And there's there's more voice to it um, rather than it just coming from the females alone. Um, again, I know that that may not jive well with with all female friends of mine, but there have been many times I have said something in conversation and it and it gone down a different pathway, one that I hadn't intended because the the conversation started, you know, towards this feminism, you know, I am woman hear me roar, uh, type of, of conversation. And then that's not that wasn't the intent of it. But it's almost like that bias is there anytime, you know, women's rights or um you know, just equal, equal pay, you know, whatever the conversation is, uh, that that's the road that it ends up at, um, rather than just a, a normal conversation that, that can be had of, there is a disparity. There is a disparity between what women make and what men make. And, and it's such a complex issue that, you know, places like social media are terrible places to, to really hash this stuff out because there's so many complexities and it's very intricate. And it, it it also reminds me a bit of the Black Lives Matter hashtag that has gone around social media so much, and then people saying, "Well, all lives matter," and just kind of this back and forth. When you know, we see how it plays out when when people aren't willing to speak up for others. That you know, if if you are an African American and you're saying Black Lives Matter, then suddenly there's a group of people that are trying to malign what you're trying to say. You know, and say, "Well, all lives matter." It's like, well. You know, and so as a white male, I'm thinking, okay, it's important for me to speak up for women, for African Americans, etc. Because even though it just seems like being silent is a privilege that isn't fair for me to to um, exercise. Just the idea of being able to support someone. That's the whole reason, just like you said, Eric, of wanting to have these conversations is to create a dialogue, but also to create that community aspect of things, because we don't want to have women out there that feel like they should sit back. Now there are, there are places and there are cultures where that's culturally relevant. And I, I have nothing against that. I think that you own your culture, but when we are intentionally and unintentionally, and I think that that's the key part about that for this one is unintentionally 
biasing against women, that's whenever I'm really wanting to make sure that we stand up for just because that whole passionate feminist thing, that's so not true. Right. Um, there's a whole piece dedicated in counseling towards people understanding that women in careers can be difficult. Well, not just careers, Jeremy, not just careers. And, and if you're listening to the podcast and you're thinking, you know, church tech, why are you guys talking about this? Blah, 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 blah. The thing of it is, is that part of the church mag culture, part of our culture is even things like video gaming and comic books. And no one could deny the fact that when there are women that are interested in comic books, superheroes, and video games, like my wife, right, who loves playing Skyrim, when when 15-year-old boys, who I'm talking about video games with, when they find out that my wife plays Skyrim, their eyes get, you know, as big as pineapples, man. They're like, what? She plays Skyrim? Are you crazy? You know, no, I'm not crazy. And it, and and women who do play online gaming or play competitive games like Overwatch and Counter Strike and these kind of things, they will often use non gender names so that then they're not harassed. You know, that is a serious systemic problem that we have. That even with, when it comes to games and hobbies, women are tr- are are not treated well. And I, I think that as Christian uh, male geeks, we really need to stand up and say, you know what? Stop it. That's wrong. And I think that the it starts at the career stuff because that's where the biggest need is. But it, it, if like any good counseling thing, it doesn't just stay there. It, it bleeds into every part of life. At the very middle, middle is the middle or the high upper class white male who is a uh, Christian and ha- it has some political views. And if you're not that, then you have to understand who that person is. You have to be able to speak their language. And that's what happens as you move further out into the um, Muslim black woman. Think about them and, and they're an immigrant. Think about that person that is trying to get a job and go to that person that's at the very power of control. And we need, and I think that me and Eric need to realize where we stand and the platform we have, the ability that we can have this conversation. That's why I want to have it. And it's a call to light so that. Um, Megan, you don't have to be that angry woman sure. because that's not the case. And I don't want it to come across and we will support you and all those things. Well, and, and, and every time you want to have that conversation, I guess, you know, my thing has always been, um, you know, cause, cause I have been viewed in some instances, not necessarily in church tech, but just in, in other conversations as um, defensive. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so since, since those conversations, you know, I've kind of grown up a little bit, um, just in who I am. And it's more of, I want to own the fact that, that this is who God created me to be, but I want to do it in such a way that, that I don't seem angry, that I don't seem defensive. You know, I, I want to kind of set the tone to say, not, not all women are like that. You know, we, we can be successful. We can be effective, um, and do exactly what, what our male counterparts do and, and not be seen as, the angry feminist, um, because I think that's important. Um, you know, and I think, you know, when, when we can begin to just do what we do and do it well, um, it'll get, it'll get seen more so than just being a loud voice that just talks all the time and has no action. Um, you know, and I I love, I love technology. I've, I've always loved it since I was a kid. Um, and, and that's, that's just, part of who I am. Um, and just being able to, to own that and be proud of that, I think is important too. So, you know, the idea of talking about people when they're not here is a little faux pas. 
Hopefully she forgives me, but um, Meredith Gould is an extremely strong, extremely intelligent woman, and it's very possible that she can come off as the angry, cranky lady. And she's very, I mean, she's very secure in who she is. I don't know if you guys have gotten the ability to talk to her. Um, And so just her mentality and her spirit in life in general um, is just so awesome whenever she can be that passionate woman, because I don't see her stepping down for anything about anything and just her being able to own that. And if that's not who you are, don't try to be that person. But if that is who you are, I wish that our environment allowed for something like that. And the same thing in the idea of trying to pick a boy or a girl who's eight to start learning science and technology and all those things, as well as, very personally, us sitting in the back of the church and thinking, I would love to train someone. Who should I train? And if you instantly block out 50% of the congregation because of their gender, well, that's just not fair. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, um, my second daughter, she, she's, she's an artist. She loves gaming. She loves some of the, the, uh, comic book art and stuff like that. And I know she gets frustrated, you know, with, with some of the way, you know, oftentimes women are portrayed. And um, if someone was thinking about someone who they would want to train for church tech, I'm pretty sure they would they would automatically overlook her. I'm pretty sure of it, you know, because she's she just doesn't look like she would be the quote unquote church tech. But the truth of the matter is, is that she's very she's very talented with with slides and running sound. And she she loves it. And she catches on really, really fast. She's a real artesian in that sense. And so I think really it's like what you said, Jeremy, not only about, you know, blocking out half of your congregation, but even removing that stereotype. You know, recently I saw a statistic that said over 60 percent of adults play video games regularly. Okay regularly. Now think of your church. Think of 60% of the adults. They play video games. Now your mind is probably blown because people, you know, we, we, we put people in boxes so often and we're really hurting ourselves when it comes to volunteers and opportunity and stereotypes and how the way we think, you know, other, you know, the way we think fellow Christians should look like and behave, etc. We really have to stop this. And why not as church tech, as geeks, as people who are into this stuff, you know, if it's going to start anywhere in the church, why not us? Because, you know what, for years yeah, and still to this day, we get kicked to the curb from the pulpit about video games, comic books, and the like. Am I right? <laughs> He's just like, I'm just a guest, guys. I'm not going to take one stand to another. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that's a, it's, a, it's a valid statement. Um, you know, we do pigeonhole people. And I think even if you look at some one of those just oddities in life. I, I love sports. I've played sports since I was five. Um, I, I love music. I've been watching you on the church mag fantasy football team. You started off about as strong as I did, Megan, just, I don't know what happened this year. So let me, let me just say, I do not like auto drafts. I know. Neither do I. My team would be so much better if I could have actually I know, picked them. Right. I don't, I'm like, okay. I know Tom Brady can bring in the points, but I'm just like, Oh, I can't stand that guy. I, say auto, I got auto death to Tony Romo. He was he was done before the season even started. Oh, okay, okay. So, help ahead. me, help me, Megan. Help me, help me with this next year. Help me get this thing started sooner so that it's not last minute, so that we can actually have a live draft finally. I'm okay with that. Okay, help me. Let next year's fantasy football be better. The last two have been terrible. Last year was even worse than this year. Um, but being just. 
it was difficult for me, and I've just just remind me next year, Eric. We have to get on the ball with the fantasy football thing. <laughs> Maybe you can be the commissioner or something. I don't know. So I so, said, you know, I'm one of those I'm one of those weird people that I love sports. I love music. Um, you know, I, I love being a girl, uh, and and yet I like tech, and and I'm I'm in ministry. You know, so I, I don't I don't fit any mold anyone's gonna gonna pigeonhole me as. And and I think it is important that when we look out into our congregations and, and the people within our community that we, we don't, we don't put them in a box and that's so easy for, for us to do. And it's easy for me to do. Um, you know, you, you fit the sports box. I automatically think this is all you're going to enjoy. You fit the tech box again, you know, so I'm as guilty as the next person, but um, it is important that we, we keep an open mind and, and understand that people have a lot of different areas that they enjoy doing and that's okay. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting Church Mag. You'll find a link on the main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag, churchm.ag. And while you're hanging out on Church Mag, send us a message and subscribe to the Church Mag Podcast so you can receive an early release of the show every Friday. Until next week. By the way, Megan, just to be clear, nothing's different about how this recording has gone. Like, the late showing up the absurd banter all that's normal just just this is what we do excellent i'm good with that the church mag podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com